The bell rings, we go. Middle of a workout, we go. Eating lunch, we go. Just sat down to a hot dinner, we go. Asleep in bed, we go. Again and again, we go. Step up into the truck, step down out of the truck. Like a pack mule, we haul the equipment up a few floors, carry the patient down the stairs. Come back and try to sleep, no reset. Go home, tired, stuff to do, no reset. Stress builds, no reset. Wash, rinse, repeat, no reset. Like Pavlov's dog, we're conditioned to react over and over again. The dog didn't perform for 20 or 30 years on a sleep deficit, though. The dog didn't have anger issues or cope with drugs or alcohol. We chose this line of work. More often than not, it chose us. We don't whine or complain about it. In most cases, we're silent. That's the type of people we are. So what do you do to stem the tide, to prevent the blowout that's eventually going to occur? The impending eruption of stress and anger beneath the surface that's risen up from one too many wake-up calls where death was on the line. But we laughed it off and buried it with our gallows humor. Work out hard. Eat right, eat clean. Push back against those that would eat a donut in your face thinking they're proving a point of you can't tell me when they're only jeopardizing their own health with their callous attitude. Your only true wealth. Here's a, there's a saying in the fire service, 250 years of tradition, unimpeded by progress. We're a tough nut to crack sometimes, resistant to change even when it's in our best interest. Our own worst enemy. What else can you do to self-treat? Yoga? No way. You've got to be kidding me. I don't do that shit. And any other number of excuses. But if any one thing has helped me to be a better fireman, a better man, a better person, it was yoga. Less stress? Check. Better at handling stress, check. Increased mobility and flexibility, check. Being 42 and despite having beat up my mind, body, and soul for almost 20 years, but able to move like someone half my age, check. If anyone needs yoga as part of their daily routine, it's our nation's first responders. Firefighters, police, EMTs, paramedics. Out on the streets day in and day out for decades. So for my brothers and sisters listening, my point is this. Stop being so resistant to change. Free your mind and the rest will follow. We're our own worst enemies at times, but we can also be our own best help. We need to adopt ways of dealing with the stress of our jobs. Yoga can do it, and for myself and others, yoga has done it. That's a testimonial from a firefighter named Rob Fox that works for San Diego City about his experience with yoga. Okay, so first things first, what's your favorite kind of mac and cheese? Oh, so this is when things are going to get weird because I don't eat cheese. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Maureen Beck is just cursing you from Colorado. Vegan mac and cheese. 
cashew cheese made from <laughs> soy and cashews nutritional and yeast nutritional oh, yeast hurtful start to this episode <laughs> mm. have you ever seen the video on youtube of that guy who like makes a life-size well like human-sized cashew and puts others on it and then milks his cashew no i have not that sounds cool though it's gold and actually that's where I you're just getting your about, cheese i thought about one thing though but when i did eat cheese the best mac and cheese in the world is cougar gold mac and cheese mm. i went to washington state university near the cougars and they have a really big agriculture program and they have a creamery on campus oh, where they make cougar gold cheese and it's the best cheese in the world. That's not what I pictured when you said cougar gold cheese. <laughs> Do you just picture like old white women covered in gold <laughs> making cheese? Because <laughs> that's what I picture. Come and that, get should it. Be, that should be their new marketing campaign. There's like a bunch of old, super rich, hot women yes. making cheese. <laughs> so on that note, so Kendall, tell us why you are here, one. Well, first, that's what you went to college for. Oh, where, I went, where did I, you start? Where did I start? I went to college for public relations and marketing. Nice. Um, so I have a degree in communications from WSU. Um, and the funny thing is, is before I went to college, I actually had a dream of moving to San Diego and becoming a yoga instructor. <laughs> but my parents told me I had to go to college. <laughs> so I did that first. Jokes on that. You did it anyway. That <laughs> seems like everybody's dream now. I'm going to be yeah. a yoga teacher. It's, it's a good dream. It's working out for me. Um, I mean, like how many people have a job where they just make people feel good all day? <laughs> and like people are happy to see you. That's so true. I walk. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty rad job. And I, and like after going to school, and I'm really actually really glad that I still got my PR degree and studied that because as a yoga instructor, you're usually a private contractor. So you basically are owning your own business. And the skills I learned in marketing have been like super helpful nice. in that process too. So it all, it all came full circle. It was meant to be. I yeah, you kind of need that skill set to like, you yeah. know, it's a business really. Right. So you need to learn how to run it on the, the logistical side then. And then the teaching side as well. Yeah. And totally. it's a really competitive business in San Diego too. Yeah, it is. It is. But the cool thing about San Diego is like, yes, there's like so many teachers and it can be a little overwhelming. Like, how am I going to make myself stand out? Like there's so many other people with more experience or that have been around longer. Um, but there's also such a wealth of knowledge here. And I think it's, it's one of those situations where it's like when one of us rises, we all rise. Mm -hmm. And being in a community like San Diego where there's so much opportunity to learn and grow and go to workshops and um, go to classes with teachers that have a wealth of knowledge has helped me grow as a teacher much faster than like say I would have if I lived in like yeah. a really small town yeah. somewhere remote. I've been to yoga classes in really small, remote, obscure towns and they're never <laughs> that great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you're doing something a little bit different uh, with yoga, are you teaching yeah. full time or are you also doing uh, the stuff with the firefighters as well? So I am doing a lot of things right now. I was teaching full time for a little while. Um, I also work as a server two nights a week at a restaurant, which nice. is just a cool little side gig. Lots of really good people. Um, and that job was something that I, I took to allow myself to actually step back and teach a little bit less and really focus on teaching really good quality classes versus just teaching a lot of classes because I needed to make money. Yeah. And taking on that job gave me the opportunity to have more room in my schedule to start this firefighter yoga program. 
Nice. So it's been it's been really awesome. So now I'm doing a little bit of both. I I work two nights at the restaurant and then I teach yoga the other like five days of the week. How did you get into yoga? Was that like a childhood thing? So it's something that I um I first experienced in like high school. I remember my family was part of a gym and the gym offered yoga classes. I remember going to the yoga classes when I was like 16 or 17 and being like one of the youngest people in the room and having no clue what I was doing, but just kind of like stretching. And I did dance a little bit when I was younger. So some things were similar in a way to like what I did in dance. So I was like, okay, I I like, this is interesting. Um, And then in college, I started practicing more at the, like, like the school rec center, Um, but still just kind of in like a casual way. And then it was after college when I moved back to Seattle and was living in the city and I was doing like social media for this music venue. And I was also working for like an event space and a restaurant and doing all these different jobs. And I was really stressed out. I was working like three jobs, like work in the office in the morning, go work at a restaurant at night. And then I was like cocktail waitressing at a bar until like three in the morning sometimes too. So I was like, I was so busy and just kind of doing it all, but not ever taking time to reset. And that was when I really found yoga. I started, I had a friend that worked at a yoga studio and she worked like two hours a week there in exchange for free yoga. And she was like, you should try, you should try to come clean this yoga studio and get free yoga. It might really help you relax. I was like, okay, sure, I'll give this a try. So I started going in and like cleaning the showers and the toilets (laughs) at this yoga studio in, in exchange for free classes. And it was there where I really started to see like the, the mental benefits of yoga, seeing it as, yeah, it was like a good workout and a good way for me to get exercise, but it was really helping me get more in touch with my thoughts and my mind. Um, And I had some like almost like out of body experiences and like getting into these like really deep meditative states. And I was like, whoa, like there's a better way to live out there. I don't have to be like so stressed out all the time. Just like, like a yoga high epiphany. Do. Yeah, like a total <laughs> yoga high epiphany. And once I found that and it's, I started seeing shifts happen in the rest of my life, I was like, I want to share this with other people and show other people like what this practice can do, like how it can be so much more than fitness. It can be like a workout for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> a soulful workout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from there, you started working with firefighters who have PTSD or who have been through trauma and things like that. What kind of guided you in that direction? So I got guided in that direction. Um, when I started dating my my current boyfriend, my, um, my partner's a firefighter, and he's been with Cal Fire for about, I think he's on his sixth season. And I had, I had taught to veterans and people with PTSD a little bit before, um, but then hearing his stories from on the job and hearing stories from his friends and things that they were experiencing while on the job, I started to realize that firefighting is so much more than fighting fires. I think people have this idea in their mind that like firefighters like go to your house when your house is burning down or they like help pull a cat out of the tree. <laughs> which is which is true. I know a firefighter that has taken a cat out yes. of a tree. It's real. Um, but they also do so much more and they and they really experience they experience more trauma than almost any other job out there because they're usually the first ones on the scene at traffic collisions. They get a lot of medical calls. Um, 
They, they also really hold space for others. They have a lot, I've heard a lot of calls of um, people that live alone or like elderly people that just kind of want company and they're just like scared or they're not feeling very well and they just call the firefighters so they can come hang out with them for a little while and, oh. and give them company and help them feel better. And it's not always like a medical emergency. Sometimes it's just like they just need someone around. Yeah. Um, so these guys are out there doing so much for others all the time. And because of their schedule and how they're on call, usually 24 hours a day, at least three days at a time, most of the time, every department's a little different. Um, some stations do like one day on, one day off. Um, most of Cal Fire does three day on, four day off. But then when there's um, fires or times of the year when they need more people on duty, sometimes they'll stay on the job for a month at a time Oof. or even longer. Wow. Um, and during that time, they're away from their families and they're experiencing like intense situations every day at any hour of the day. So it's... It's so much more than fighting fires. And I think most of the general population doesn't ever really notice yeah. or think about that. Um, yeah, even at, I mean, in my six years at Mace Rim, I think every time we've had to call for a medical emergency, it's been the firemen that have gotten there first, you know, and they're the ones who are dealing with whatever happened. And a lot of the times it's really gnarly fractures. And that's only like 20 minutes of their day that we see. And to think that they're like, Repetitively doing that every single day in and out, like I would not. Well, be when people able. talk about PTSD, you know, you hear a lot about veterans and stuff, but you don't really think to consider first responders who probably deal with some, you know, I mean, on a daily basis, every day they're dealing with that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, you don't you don't really think about it. Let's totally. consult some statistics. Yeah, totally. There's there's some good statistics. Let's see what there. Google says like, about. For example, even just one from my day today, I taught at um, a fire station in Ramona today. And they told me that they actually got a call during yoga class too, which was a bummer. They had to leave during class. But the uh, yesterday, they said they had so many calls yesterday, they were only at the station for about 30 minutes. In the whole shift? How like long the is their day? shift? 24 hours. Oh, it's 24 hours. Wow. Well, it's three days. But that one day was... Wow. Um, they were only at the station for like 20 minutes out of the whole day. It's crazy. Just back-to-back -back calls. So Google says... About 8 million adults will have PTSD symptoms during a given year in the U.S. That's a lot of people. Well, and that's a lot of people, too, that aren't necessarily first responders or veterans. Yeah. Um, Post-traumatic stress shows up in so many ways. And that's also been really, that was actually kind of my gateway into working with veterans and first responders was when I did a, a yoga for trauma workshop and they pointed out to me that every person has experienced trauma in mm -hmm. some way and we all have different resiliency levels. So, um, the same thing can happen to both of us and we'll both react completely different, right? Differently. So some people might experience something that I think is horribly traumatic and still be able to go about their day. Like everything's fine and, and they have no symptoms and they live a perfectly normal life. And then other people might experience something that I think of as maybe that wouldn't affect me much. Like, let's say like a pet passing away, like it's sad, but life goes on and that could put some people in their bed for a year mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's like, everyone has their own, um, coping mechanisms and own resiliency levels. And it's important even in a regular yoga class to keep those things in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to volunteer at the children's hospital. They have a program where 
um, for single parents whose kids are going through like end of life kind of surgery or therapies and stuff, they'll call in a volunteer to come sit with a parent while their kid is in surgery. Um, but that whole program has like preemptive and post seminars for these parents because so many of them develop PTSD like symptoms from having a kid who's sick for like months or years and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you can just watch it develop in these parents over the time that they're spending in the hospital. Um, but I think especially with the U S misses is things like recreation for these people, you know, so much of it is like talk therapy and it's very like formal, but the ability to just like move and be like connected to yourself is a big part that's missing that it seems like you're filling in. Yeah. I think, I think yoga and meditative practices in general are super powerful for that because they are things that you can do on your own first. So they don't necessarily require like making appointment with a therapist and going in and like sharing all your deepest, darkest secrets with somebody that you don't know, right? It's okay. How can I just watch my breath and help my nervous system calm down mm -hmm. and go to sleep a little easier? Or how can I, um, just move and stretch and feel my body and get into the present moment and be able to observe my thoughts without placing so much um, importance on them, like without totally reliving the past over and over and over again. Can I step away from that a little bit and observe and then come back to my breath and my body and just notice what's happening here and now rather than replaying the scenario over and over mm -hmm. again in my head. So those are the kinds of the pr kind of practices that, I'm bringing to the fire stations and also, I mean, not, not all firefighters have PTS, right. But can we maybe give them some tools to help even prevent that onset mm -hmm. completely? And there's been a lot of research done on yoga and meditation, helping to prevent PTSD even in the first place. So when you go to these stations, is it everyone participates? Usually. Okay. Um, there's always some that are a little resistant. <laughs> that was my Firefighters question. are, Firefighters yeah, are stereotyp stereotypically um, a little old school, a little resistant to change. They have macho. a macho. Yeah, a little macho. They have a saying in the fire service that says 250 years of tradition unimpeded by progress. Hmm. So basically, things have been the same for about 250 years. That's crazy. And they're just starting now to open their mind to like different modalities. Um, and in my experience with the stations I've worked with, there's definitely a really wide spectrum in what different stations are comfortable with. There's some captains at the stations that are like into ast astrology and <laughs> like do Tai Chi. And then there's other guys that are like, we do CrossFit and we go on hikes. And I don't know what you're talking about, about breathing. This is kind of bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yoga's yoga's kind of BS. That's for girls mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, when we were doing the wounded warrior <laughs> immersion, we, so it's like a full day of climbing courses and then there's yoga at the end. And a bunch of the guys were like, oh, like we'll just like leave early. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like this is a requirement. <laughs> like you have to be there. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, they all liked it. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing I found too, is the first time that I work with a certain group, I always tell them at the beginning of class, like, um, I say, you know, yoga and meditation have helped me in my personal life, overcome anxiety and depression and, and build better coping mechanisms for myself. And I've also seen these tools work really well for a lot of other people. 
But that being said, yoga is not for everybody. Yoga is not like the cure all for every single person, right? Like every, there's so many different modalities out there for movement, for mindfulness, um, things that help bring us into the present. Maybe it's rock climbing, maybe mm -hmm. it's swimming, maybe it's going on a run. Um, there's so many different things out there. Yoga is just like one potential tool that might work. And I always just encourage them to come at it with an open mind. Um, and like, you know, you might feel a little resistant to this right now, but I just ask that you have an open mind experience class and then give me your honest feedback afterwards. If you hated it, tell me you hated it. If you loved it, I'll come back again next week. Have you had anybody know. say that they hate this? No, no, they don't because they usually don't. <laughs> I find don't. that impossible. <laughs> but, but it really depends on the, on the teacher and the style of yoga too. There's a lot of different styles out there. I had, I had one guy tell me today that uh, the, one of the first times he experienced yoga as a firefighter was this guy who was, um, who I think was like a fire captain that was leading workouts for one of their trainings, but also decided to lead a yoga class. Um, but his style was like really intense and he was like, okay, relax your neck, relax your neck. Like, like yelling it. And, uh, the guy was like, I could, I could not relax. <laughs> like, he was like, I got so angry at that dude by the end of class. So I think it's, you know, I always try to go into it really with the intention of, I'm just here to facilitate relaxation mm -hmm. and give them tools to help them reset after a stressful day or like a long busy week. And, uh, and we do really, gentle restorative yoga if anyone that's listening is familiar with yin yoga it's very yin yoga inspired um and that's just a more meditative practice slower deeper stretches held for longer periods of time so it's kind of the complete opposite of everything else they do during the week where it's yeah. always like they're in fight or flight mode pretty much constantly when they're on call and most of their workouts are high intensity so this is just um meant to be a reset it's not like going to like a power yoga class or something yeah and it's even crazier to think that like the alarm could go off and they're doing this class with you and they have to get up and go yeah immediately so, yeah and um that's definitely a challenging part of it and that's part of what makes it so hard for them to relax when they're on the job because they could have to jump into action at a moment's notice anytime even in yoga even when they're like like today it happened Right at the beginning of classes, I was guiding like a deep breathing exercise and everyone's laying on their backs, like a hand on their belly, a hand on their chest, just like watching their breath. And then uh, when the alarms go off, all the lights in the station turn on too, because if the if they get a call in the middle of the night, it like helps wake them up right away. Um, so all the lights flick on oh and the alarm goes off and they get like, like pagers going off and sounds going off and they all are like out the door within two minutes. It's, it's really wild how fast it happens. So it seems like it would be hard to ever just like take a second then. Like it, you don't ever really get a chance to get out of that kind of like on edge feeling. I, I would imagine so. I think, I think firefighters will tell you different things. I think some of them have really gotten accustomed to it and find ways to relax and step away from it. And I think others have a harder time with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I imagine that it would be really challenging. Yeah. It's interesting. This seems like it's such a perfect time for a program like this to develop because I feel like, especially since people have been returning from like the desert storm wars over there, like there's been such a big focus on mental health with like veteran service members, like anyone who's first responder, um, especially that hashtag 22 a day 
started trending like two years ago where they were talking about how 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. And it's like, you look at the resources they've gotten and none of them are really for like their soul. Like I feel like yoga can be, you know, it's all just this like standardized, very heavy therapy and not really anything like this. And people are starting to look into the different ways to treat PTSD, whether it's like yoga, mindfulness, like I was listening to Joe Rogan. He had Dakota Meyer on the other day, which is a Marine veteran who's getting these like crazy injections into the base of his brain that like resets your adrenal system, like all these new cool treatments. And it seems like yoga is becoming at the forefront of a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's, there's so much interesting research. Um, and some of those statistics like you talked about are true for veterans and also true in first responders, Mm -hmm. like more first responders die from suicide every year than on the line of duty. And, and of the line of duty deaths, the majority of them are cardiac, cardiac arrests, heart attacks. That's crazy. And there's also been a lot of really awesome research done on yoga and meditation, actually having the ability to reverse heart disease as well. So yes, this program is targeting mental health, but it's also it's also injury prevention, right? Like helping them to stretch and be limber. And then it's also looking at cardiac disease and how can we help use breath work and meditation to lower blood pressure and just overall well-being. Yeah. And I mean, I imagine when you help someone to relax and to leave work at work, you're reaching beyond them and you're helping kids once they get home, like they're calm enough to deal with kids. It affects like their whole familial situation when a first responder can come home and like de-stress and breathe and stuff like that. Definitely. And that's the, that's the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of the firefighters I've worked with so far. Um, one today told me that he had a, a day when he was really stressed out with some stuff with his family and he was having a really busy work day and driving around in his car and he's stressed out. And he found himself coming back to the breathing practices that we learned in yoga nice. to help calm down. Um, and another, another one of the students from one of the fire stations had the same kind of experience with sleep, had been struggling with insomnia for a while. And the breathing practices and just like deep breathing and deep relaxation has helped him get better full night's sleep since, um, since he started. So like hearing those stories is like really helping like fuel what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome that they're like, they're f- seeing these results yeah, and, and really feeling it in their bodies. And it's, and seeing that it's so much more than just stretching. Like the stretching part is just like a, such a small aspect of really like the true gift of yoga. You're like becoming that person that just needs someone to sit and talk with, you know, for the firefighters, for the first responders, rather than them having to go sit with someone else. It's you that's listening to them because they need it too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You should hire Kendall for our board meetings. Yeah. Can you just sit and <laughs> listen to us? Can yeah. You, can you guide us to relaxation after we go over our budgets? Yeah. We can do like a little meditation first to get everyone calm and centered. And then afterwards do a little debrief. Yes, please. Yeah. Please make it happen. They always end in a fight between Eric and I. So <laughs> everything ends with a fight. Um, so are you doing this on your own? Or are you working with an, a foundation or? Yeah. So I got connected with Ashley Iverson, who is the founder of the Iverson Foundation for Active Awareness, um, through a mutual friend of ours, a, a girl named Tiana that I used to work with. 
is really good friends with Ashley and kind of connected us. We met, we met up and just realized that we had a lot of similar goals. She's already doing a lot of work with her foundation to raise awareness for mental health care for first responders and had been curious about implementing a yoga program and I was wanting to bring yoga to fire stations and we met and we're like, perfect, we can, we can do this together. And she has been such an incredible support with this program. Um, they're financially backing the program and helping promote it and, and share it with other stations because, um, yeah, she's just really helping me get the word out and helping support the cause. So what sort of, uh, is there any counseling or any treatment plans or, or assistance for, for that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the as um, Cal Fire employees, they do have access to different mental health care needs and um, things through their insurance. Um, and when there is a more like severe incident, they usually do like debriefs and they bring people into the stations and get the guys like talking about what's going on. Um, but I think, I think yoga is cool. And like what I was saying earlier is that it's something that they can just practice on their own too. Any day, anytime they can take a moment to sit down and take a few deep breaths and stretch a little bit. And, um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be something that happens after something goes wrong. This is like, like what the Iverson foundation and what I'm trying to do with yoga is looking at is like, how can we build up their resiliency levels in the first place? so that they already have these tools and structures in place before anything even goes wrong. So it's, it's um, more preventative and more proactive than just sending in a counselor after something stressful happens. Yeah. Right? Is Cal Fire investing in this program? Like, are they funding any of this or backing it in any way? Starting to, which is really exciting. I'm going to be teaching at their training academy up in Riverside next year. Um, so for the year of 2020, I will be um, teaching yoga at each of their uh, academies. And then we're in the works setting up um, yoga for some of their training for uh, captains and engineers starting in February as nice. well. And so this will be, will be something Fire. they're introduced to like just as they're joining as a firefighter. Definitely. Yeah, I, I spoke to um, Tony Meacham, who is the like San Diego chief and he he is really really excited about this program and he's expressing a desire to have every firefighter that gets hired experience a yoga class before they start work which is really cool so I think in the next couple years that will become a reality mm -hmm. how many stations are you teaching at currently I'm at three stations on a weekly basis and then a couple of others here and there um, definitely hoping to, I mean, definitely it's expanding. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of people that are a little resistant to change <laughs> and they're used to their workout routines and yeah. their daily routines and, and fitting in yoga is, um, sometimes a little bit of a challenge. So it's right now, like, I guess also for anyone listening, if you are a firefighter, if you know any firefighters or anyone in the in industry that's interested, Please share this offering with them because this is something that the foundation is bringing to the stations at no cost to them, which is awesome. Um, and I'm also starting to interview other yoga instructors that can come on and help me reach more stations because I can't be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wish I could be sometimes. Uh, most of the Cal Fire stations are also kind of out further in East County or further north. They're, um, they're not necessarily in the city 
like mm-hmm. San Diego City has its own department and then Cal Fire is the state department. Right. So a lot of their stations are kind of far out, um, which requires teachers that are willing to willing to put some hours in driving mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty rad if it was like global. Like that's Not the global. standard. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's popping up in a lot of different places. Like there are some teachers in Central California that are doing this. Um, there's some teachers in Texas and in Florida that are starting to do this as well. Um, so it is definitely an expanding industry. And I think that we'll be seeing yoga implemented more for first responders in like an exponential way in the coming years. So one of the questions we asked Nora the other night was, um, what was it, 20 years, I said? In 20 years, what do you think this program will look like? In like your Mm. wildest dreams that you can think of. I would love to see firefighters across the country having access to yoga at least on a weekly basis at every station because this is something like like any workout it needs to be continuous to have a good effect um for example like you wouldn't go on a run one time and be like okay I'm ready for a marathon (laughs) or like you don't do like one ab workout and be like okay I got a strong core now good to go Right. So, Mm -hmm. so it's like something that has cumulative effects. So as people, um, practice in a, um, practice, like maybe it's once a week or twice a week and it starts to be more and more, then you start to see more of like the deeper benefits Mm -hmm. of the practice. So my goal is to just have them at least have access to it at least once a week. And then Ashley and her foundation have also been, um, working with me to set up a time where we can start filming some videos so that, the firefighters have access to yoga and meditation on their days off Nice in a video format as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anyone advocating or lobbying government to fund stuff like this that you know of? That's a good question. I, not that I know of yet. I'm sure they are though. Um, That's something that I'm, I've just started to look into in the last few months is how to get, more funding. There are grants available to bring yoga to special populations. There is a lot more for military and veterans mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then police and other first responders and firefighters and EMTs and all that is like, it's, start, it's growing into that as mm-hmm. well. Um, but all the people that I've talked to with Cal Fire and with the state are really curious and really excited about the program. So it's just about continuing to spread the word and reach out and and reach all the right people nice yeah do you think um we could do a fun we need to use our grant writing superheroes i know she needs to graduate grad school um i was wondering if you wanted to be a guinea pig for a yoga pose and we could see what your yoga skills are yeah let's do it sure what do you want me to do What's like a really good convoluted yoga pose? Oh, like I'm not going to put him in anything torturous. No, he loves it. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> no. How about we do something? I'll do a headstand. Do you know how to do a headstand? Yeah. Okay. Do you need help? It's the only pose I can do. No. I, I'm totally good on my own. You're on. We can narrate it. Okay. okay. So that <laughs> so he's currently looking for a place to do the headstand. Make sure you do There's it in front of the carpet. giant TV. <laughs> There's some hardwood floor. I'm not sure if he's going to go by the wall or without before, the wall. Oh, he's going no wall. Before you start, I'm going to set the scene. We're in an all glass apartment. Oh my god. Oh, he's going for it. He's doing really well. <laughs> he's in a nice tripod headstand. 
pretty great alignment actually. Can you point those toes? Oh yeah, there we go. Legs together, legs together, beautiful. Well, that was anticlimactic. Awesome. Which would be next to the glass table. Yes, all window, office, glass table, big TV. Nothing very, broke, nothing broke. <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> um, God, I had questions. <laughs> Watch that. Oh, man. Okay, so when you're not doing yoga, what is your life all about? Man, my life is all like yoga and rock climbing, basically. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good life. Um, when I'm not teaching yoga or working, I'm usually rock climbing. Nice. Or I also do acro yoga, which is really fun. I So I stalked you a little bit before this. And although I've known you for years, I didn't realize how great of an acro yogi you are. Thanks. I got a little deep in the Instagram. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. It's what's there for. <laughs> I guess you guys should probably demonstrate. Nope. <laughs> um, but acro yoga has been like acro yoga is so fun because it's such a cool way to like connect with another human because mm -hmm. you're build it's like it's like climbing in some ways like you're building trust you're like literally supporting each other like physically supporting each other and and building trust in that if you fall this other person isn't going to let your head smash into the ground um or and it's will. also really fun and like a really good workout and it's a really fun community of people too like in san diego the acro community has been um some of the most just like fun open-minded, playful human beings yeah. that I've met since moving here. I always love watching people who are new to acro yoga, like do it for the first time. And they're like, you want to put your foot where? <laughs> and they're like so uncomfortable because you like really get into some you, unique contortions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there is some, there is some things and it can be like, it can be a little intimate maybe mm -hmm. if you want it to be. Um, but, but I found it's a really fun way to like, with my boyfriend, it's like a really cool way to connect with a partner too. I think it's a good way just to build friendship and trust with anybody. But with a partner, I think it's really it's really fun. Also, I'm actually trying to get uh, my, so my boyfriend's a firefighter, and I'm hoping to get some of the other firefighters and their like wives and girlfriends or like husbands and stuff to like all come in and yes. do an acro yoga workshop because especially for people in a job like that that keeps them away from their families all the time. Um, I think it'd be really fun to just get them like doing something really playful and silly and like the real challenge is going to be able to get them to do it by, with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, who knows? Man on man acro yoga. Is that bro. That, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. I know some guys that do awesome. They call it like, like they do hand to hand, which is like when you're doing a handstand on someone else's hands, like extended. And then if it's two guys, they call it man to hand. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> There's probably some weird jokes that could be made. Uh, I, I like acro yoga, but I'm just, I can't keep a straight face no matter Eric what I'm doing. I so I just crack up all the whole time. It's not serious for me. We've dabbled in our acro yoga relationship, Eric and I, and there's a picture. We're at our friend's house of me like upside down, clearly falling because I'm blurry. <laughs> Eric's face is just bright red and he's just laughing and I went headfirst into a fireplace and I think it was on like Christmas Eve or something 
That's, you know, falling is all part of the fun. It is. It's just a risk of, of yoga or acro yoga. It's like sometimes you're going to fall on your head. Sometimes or you all the part time. of the brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have dropped every single person that I've based for. Yeah, you dropped me five times the other night on the couch. Yep. But did you let her head hit the ground? No, he, it turned into like more of a kick because he started laughing okay. and would like double spar to kick me. That's cool. Then it just turned into Do you want to critique our acro yoga skills? I would love to see some acro yoga skills. Let's do it. I'll be the bottom. You're unreliable. No. I'm good on the bottom. No. You're okay. Are you sure? He's see he has This is not a place for acro. He's been through acro yoga trauma. Can we just get like a bird? Just a just a bird. What's a bird? It's just like you're you're on top and you're in plank and you're on her her feet. Yeah. See, we can do that because we've done it before. And I'll I'll get a picture for some behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He'll do it for the gram. I'll do it for the (laughs) gram. for fun. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. I got to do a boomerang or something. So wait, am I? I'm the bottom. No. No, I'm the bottom. Okay, so I guess I need to be um, talking about what's happening. Jillian's laying on the floor. So the... Yeah, like that. Perfect. Oops. There we go. You're doing it. Woo. I really hope you guys can hear Jillian laughing in the background. It's pretty epic. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's actually really hard to narrate while trying to take an Instagram video while watching what's happening. That was really challenging. So you know, there's some things that I'm good at and there's just some things that, you know, okay. you could be better at. You know what you're not good at is um, when I was younger, I had this karate teacher who tried <laughs> to get us to like be firm. So he was like, picture a penny in between your butt cheeks and you're trying not to drop the penny, like just tighten up. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you were just a spewing slot machine. <laughs> on <that bird. laughs> wow. That's kind of graphic. Yeah. <laughs> a spewing slot machine. You were just dropping pennies left and right. You got to tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, amazing. Yeah. Final wrap up. Yeah. Um, if there's a station who wants to get involved or a teacher who wants to start teaching for this, who do they reach out to or how can yes. they get involved? Um, yeah, so if you're a station that's interested or a teacher that's interested, um, especially with teachers, I like if there's anyone out there that has a connection to the fire service already that has like um, a family member or partner or someone that, that's in it that understands what these people are going through or that has done a, a trauma-informed or trauma-conscious yoga training, that's really what we're looking for. Um, you can get in touch with me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Kendall Ann Yoga. So Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-A-N-N-E, Yoga. And I also my email is the same, Yoga at gmail.com. My website's Kendallwood, or kendallann.com, <laughs> just www.kendallann.com. Um, and you can reach me through any of those, and I can help, cool. help you get the information that you need. <laughs> and if people want to make a donation, can they go anywhere online to donate or should they just reach out to you directly? Yes. Um, if you're interested in making a donation, I've set up a GoFundMe. All of the funds donated to that GoFundMe go directly to the Iverson Foundation for Active Awareness. 
which is a 501c3 organization. So all of the contributions are tax deductible, which is really awesome, um, especially as we're coming to the end of the year in tax season. It could be a nice way to, you know, contribute, but also take care of your own business too. Um, the GoFundMe is gofundme.com slash yoga for firefighters. And on there, you can read a little bit more about me as a teacher and the vision for this program so you can get even more information than what we've talked about today. And then do you ever need like mats and blocks and straps donated? Can people pass along that stuff too? Yeah, definitely. That stuff would be awesome to have, um, especially blocks, uh, mats or blocks, definitely in need of those. So any studios or people that have some lying around or want to donate, very much appreciated. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you guys. And watching us fail <laughs> <laughs> and talking about other stuff too. No, you, guys, hope, you guys did great. I hope in five years we do like a follow-up to this and Eric and I can be doing like flips and stuff and you will have saved the world. 